Welcome to Looking for Life. I'm Kirk Packer, and I'm here with my co-host, George Thompson. And it's been a few weeks since we have put one of these together, um, but we are back at it today. And as we approach the topic for today, we really sense the Lord leading us to speak about peace. And um, I did a video clip earlier today about this, and I just want to give a quick synopsis. So in Romans, Paul tells us to live at peace with others whenever possible, not to repay evil for evil, to, to live honorable lives, and we certainly want to do that. However, the Lord has also called us to speak truth and the reality is, is that when we speak truth, persecution happens. John the Baptist was beheaded because he spoke truth to the king. Um, Jesus was crucified on a cross because he spoke truth to the religious leaders. Paul was beaten numerous times because he spoke truth and didn't back down. And it's not just in... Um, the events we find in Scripture. It's all throughout life. And as we go about our days, we have to make these daily choices because we have friends and family and co-workers and all kinds of things that we're involved in. And there, there's always that moment where we know, hmm, I could speak truth right now, or I could just be quiet and if I'm quiet, it won't cause any problems, and we'll be okay for a little while. But we know that long-term, it's going to cause issues, because uh, when, when truth is not spoken, evil just continues to increase. So we want to talk about that. We want to kind of flush that out a little bit and talk about what that looks like. George, what, uh, what are some things that come to your heart as, as we bring that up? You know, I'm just thinking about <clears throat> um, people if you will, um, families raising children, for instance, um, thinking about how we teach children not to play in the road. Why? Because there is a danger there. Cars can run you over. Things of that nature happen. And so you, you teach kids to stay out of the road so they'll be out of the danger. And that's the same thing we're talking about here. There is danger in sin. There is danger in walking on the other side of peace. And if we don't understand that and don't open the Word of God to understand that, fellowship with one another in the church setting, that type of things, to understand this, we're going to be led astray and we're going to be on the opposite side of peace for one and also on the opposite side of the Lord himself. Parenting is a great example because we love our kids and we want what's best for them. However, when we do things like you're talking about, I mean, let's talk about a toddler who wants to play in the road. I mean, if we love them, we're going to keep them from that and we're going to even discipline them and bring negative consequences upon them in order to protect them. However, when we do that, what we begin to learn is it brings a, a disruption in the immediate peace. And what can happen is those kids that we love so much, they may not have the best feelings for us at that time. 
And young kids tend to get over that quickly, but the older kids get, that that starts to stick with them. And I don't know about you, but I wrestle with that sometimes. Do I really want to address this with my teenage kid? Because uh, it's going to cause some problems, and maybe I just let this one go, or is this is this a place that I, you know, draw the line and say no? Because if I let you head down this path now, it's going to end up really bad when you're on your own. Yeah, and I just think about you know our my own struggles, and when when I get convicted, do I really want to talk about those? No, you you don't. You you want to sidestep your convictions so you don't have to deal with them. But at the end of the day, you, you can't, you can't grow in that setting. I mean, and, and one thing that, that I, I constantly learn Sunday after Sunday, sitting in the pew, listening to you preach is that there is a conviction coming. If, if I'm true to myself and I listen to the word, there's a conviction coming. So I, I have a choice at that time to, to face that head on and say, okay, what's the issue in my heart and why am I being convicted? Or I can just sidestep the whole picture, if you will, and just not deal with it at all. But what I try to do is take it to the Lord. Okay, what's what am I what am I struggling with here? What what is the issue here? And and most time I know, I know what's in my heart. I know where I falter and fail, and I know where I need to work. Yeah. You know, and another example that comes to me as you're talking about that is is just in pastoring. You know, it's one thing with kids. And but but kids can I find be a little more forgiving than adults, uh especially in a pastoring situation. And as we were talking earlier, you know, not only a pastor, but anybody who disciples. If you are discipling and if you're a follower of Jesus, you're called the disciple. It means that sometimes you confront things in the people's lives that you love. But what you find is that sometimes they respond well, and you are so glad that you took that step. But sometimes they don't. And sometimes (laughs) they act like they did, but then later you find out they they begin to bring difficulty into your life. And if I'm honest, you start to question, is this worth it? And ultimately, it comes down to, I have to decide, I want to please the Lord and not people. Um, but we, we've got to be, we've got to set ourselves towards that. I'm going to please God, and if even if it means that I'm going to lose some relationships because of it. Yeah. And ultimately, what are we truly after? What are we truly after when it comes to the Lord? Are we trying, are we seeking freedom? Because that's why the Lord's after us is to free us from our sin. I mean, he paid the ultimate price, but we're still dealing with sin and we're still bringing sin to the cross for the freedom in which he provides and so when you think about that, you know, just think about what what you're truly after because I just wonder in the American church today, are they are they truly seeking something and and truly trying 
to walk with the Lord and get rid of their sin, or are they just trying to look good out the window? You know, where, where are we at there? And it's a constant battle. And, you know, if, if I don't care what church or whatever, if they're preaching the Word of God and you're listening to the sermon, conviction's going to come. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's a no-brainer. It's just going to come. And so you've got to deal with that at some point of what what's here. Well, and when you bring those two things together that we've been talking about, when you bring together the idea of speaking truth to other people when they need to hear it, and the idea of our own personal conviction, part of the temptation to remain silent and not speak truth to other people is that we know that we have our own struggles. And if I speak out to someone else in my life, they're more apt to speak in to me. And I must be more, <laughs> I'm inviting it. When I'm speaking out truth, I mean, that that's where we usually go to. We look at them, the person who's speaking truth to us, and we say, you know, well, are they living it? Because the whole do as I say, not as I do, that doesn't fly. And so that's another thing we've got to wrestle with. Am I really serious about pleasing the Lord? Am I really serious about continuing to seek holiness in my life? Or do I just want to shut up so that I can do my own thing and, and we just have this agreement? We, we all do our own thing and let's, let's not point anything out and speak truth to each other. But that doesn't end well. No. And, and what are we truly, you know, you started out the podcast with peace. Are, are, are we truly seeking peace? You know, and if we are, the word tells us, blessed is a peacemaker. But that doesn't mean that we turn from the word of God or we we try to make people all feel warm and fuzzy. It's, it's We bring truth to it and compassion and love of those of Christ, the things of Christ, and and we deal with the situation, but we don't sweep it under the rug to make people feel better or to you know to um, not reach the ultimate goal of peace. And when we talk about peace, I mean the the, the peace that the Lord gives. It's it's something that's enduring. And so many times, what we're going for is just peace in the moment. Let's just have peace right now. Well. When it comes to, you know, back to raising kids, if I'm always just going for peace in the moment, eventually it's going to get out of control and my child's going to have no respect for anybody because I'm never addressing anything. And when it gets out of control, then I'm calling other people in to, to try and rescue and, and all of a sudden peace is further off than it's ever been. And so I think it's realizing that sometimes genuine peace means going through conflict for a while. And and just lastly, I would say the example of Jesus. Jesus brought peace through his death, but that wasn't peaceful going through the whole dying process. Yeah, and, you know, as you're speaking, I'm just thinking about once you start the process and, and teaching whatever it may be, and to bring peace to the household, there there is a sense of respect that people have and everybody's learning from that. But if you continually let that go, chaos just erupts 
more and more and more, and nothing ever is accomplished. But if you can deal with the situation in truth and love and try to make peace with it, then the next thing that comes, you know, people see that there is a consequence for one, but, but at the same time, you're dealing with something different, and it's a, it's a constant change of the heart where you're dealing with not just one issue, but all the issues that come, and what comes out, out of that is peace. Right, and, and you're also making me think about in pursuing my own personal holiness, it helps me to speak out truth. Because with my kids, for instance, if I hold them to certain standards, then when they see the opposite in me, it brings conviction. Well, guess what? That forces me then to seek their forgiveness and to be open and honest with my actions, which is is maybe hard to go through that process, but ultimately it brings me freedom. And so speaking out the truth to people around us actually helps us in our own freedom because it does bring conviction. And conviction is a good thing. Conviction is not condemnation. Conviction is Jesus saying, hey, this is the wrong way. I want to set you free of it. I'm not here to beat you up for it, but I am here to say that's not the right way. Let's choose a different way. Yeah, and that that's so powerful because I you made me think of, you know, the times where I've had to go back to my children and say, I'm sorry, I screwed up. I saw I thought something else happened or whatever the case may be, and I went back and said, I'm sorry, I screwed that up. And it it brings, you know, uh, not only a a conviction to your own heart, but it also brings some humbling to who you're apologizing to and some compassion. And God really works through that. But if you if you don't ever seek to bring peace in your household or in your church or in, in the world as a whole, I mean, what what are you going to gain but more and more violence, more and more hatred? And there there is always a balance in the midst of that. And that brings another good point. You know, when it comes to, let's say, let's talk about coworkers and speaking truth to them. Well, if I'm being open and honest about my own struggles to them, and I'm not trying to act like I have it all together, they're going to be more apt. Because what you talked about earlier was, you know, your kids, you know, seeing you humble yourself. Well, when, when other people see that, they're going to be more apt to receive it. It's not a guarantee, but they're they're going to be more apt because they're going to you know they're going to have seen you humble yourself and they're more apt to say okay I don't believe they're attacking me that that even though my feelings are feeling that that doesn't make sense with who I've seen them to be and and they're more apt to receive it and so I think that's a good point is to be open and honest and show vulnerability not only to kids, but even coworkers. And, you know, there's a certain extent we need to be careful about that, but I think it can help us share the truth with people. Yeah. And I think the key word in the midst of that that you were talking about was humility. I mean, what does humility do when you, when someone comes into the room and is willing to, to allow you to speak, willing to hear your side? 
um, willing to to deal with everything in a so-called calm matter. I mean, humility brings so much um, ease and and peace to a point because there's no there's no confrontation when somebody's humble. There's no confrontation there, and so you're you're able to deal. And you again, you're working towards that peace. You're working towards the things of God, if you will. And so few people, I think, have seen that example that you're talking about. I think that what most of us experience is condemnation. It's somebody telling us, that was really bad. I can't believe you did that. Rather than somebody saying, hey, uh, I can see why you would have chosen this, but I just want you to know there's a better way. And, And really correcting us in an uplifting way and you know not only do we give the person the opportunity to choose a better way but we also demonstrate for them the way that God works in our lives which is that conviction and not that condemnation and and i i feel like so many people have never really experienced conviction they've just experienced condemnation and they feel like that's what God's all about because that's the example that maybe they've been shown by people who claim to follow him. Yeah. yeah. And you're making me think that, you know, how many people in the church live off emotion, live off emotion, and they don't truly seek or think things through or even take things to the Lord. It's just on how they feel. And so much of that, um, that doesn't bring you peace on how you feel, you know, You've got to bring the Word of God to that. Okay, what's what's the Word of God say? And and what is Jesus saying in the midst of that? I mean, he if you think about his 33 years on this earth, it seemed like he was in confrontation all the time because he was constantly speaking the truth, but he was doing it in love and compassion and, you know, humility and, and all those things. But But he wasn't doing it out of emotion. He just didn't bring emotion into it. And... But but today, you know, if it's not a big production per se, it just doesn't seem to get recognized. You know, peace peace is not something that that makes you. Um, I don't know the, the makes you stand out when you hear about peace. And I think the idea of if it feels good, it's true is really prevalent in the church today. And as you and I were talking earlier, and, and this has you know, been said by many people, that we have become a people that do not know the Word. And anytime that someone starts to speak too much about the Word or to address anything that is wrong or negative or sinful, we start to get this whole, oh, that's, that's the enemy because it doesn't feel good. Well, conviction can feel good. And yes, it's it's uncomfortable because it, it's it's a blow to our pride and saying that hey, we've we've chosen wrong, but it ends really well. And if we don't understand that, if we, if we're just living on that idea that if it feels good, it's God, whoa. I mean, we're going to come up with a whole way of living that has very little to do with God. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking um, that 
so much of so much of our situations and and conflicts with other people or whatever um so much of the time we don't give an opportunity for the other one to speak what they meant or speak what they actually said we just try to step in and control the situation and that really convicts my heart because if i'm truly going to be a peacemaker here you know i've got to hear their side because sometimes People say things, they didn't mean it the way they said it, but it just came out wrong. And I, I think, you know, looking back in my own life, I, there's been just times where I, I needed to hear a little bit more instead of reacting to the situation. That's a really good point, because when you talk about speaking the truth, especially in the church, we see a lot of what you just mentioned, where somebody hears something and immediately they're like, oh, that's what they're saying. And even though they don't know that person and know their heart, and then all of a sudden they're attacking them. And, and that can happen inside a local body, or that can happen uh, in the body at large, where somebody you know just hears somebody say something over the radio or something like that. And we've got to be careful there to really know the heart of a person. Because as two people talk... Um, you know, there are things that come out that after you say it, you're like, you know, that, that really didn't sound the way I intended it. And <laughs> we need to be careful. We need to give grace in the midst of, of truth. Yeah. And just think about it. Some of your own woundings sometimes triggers something that somebody says, and all of a sudden you're angry at something that was said. It had nothing to do with that person per se, it was from an old wound that you got wounded from, from whatever that just hasn't been healed. And, you know, you, you just really got to be careful in, in the midst of that. And you just got to, again, you just got to take it before the Lord and just allow things to, to be spoke out. And, you know, I was just thinking about in our technology world, if you will, there's so many things that can be taken out of context, you know, emails, text messages, you know, whatever. And I've heard many people talk about it, but, you know, just because it reads a certain way doesn't mean the heart was speaking it that way. Yeah. And, and we do tend to do what you said. I, I, that really convicts me where I've been through a negative situation and I hear something similar come out of somebody that I've just met. And immediately it's like, Woof, I'm not going through that again. I'm, you know, I'm keeping them at a distance. And we need to be, we need to be careful with that because there, there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, there's just a lot of lines that we can draw in the church um, and say, oh, you're, you're one of those people. And we've got to be really careful with that. Yeah, assumptions are so dangerous. They're so, so dangerous. And um, and I think another key, too, to peace, um, just thinking about this as we're speaking, but I, you know, so much of the time when, when we, we read the word and it says pray without ceasing, but we need to be, we need to be thinking about that. We need to be praying, especially when we're going into a vulnerable situation where we don't know everybody. And we need to be prayed up. We need to be allowing the Holy Spirit to work here so we can be prepared because 
we don't know if that other person's going to be prepared. And if we're truly seeking peace, if you will, then then we've got to do our part in being prayed up and asking the Lord into these situations, not to mention the Holy Spirit and the Father. Yeah, yeah, because sometimes, you know, we we avoid speaking the truth because we we've heard something that doesn't sound good and and again we just draw up a wall and we just say oh well, i'm going to avoid that person because i don't want to end up having to speak into them and um yeah that can just end really poorly well uh as we wrap this up again we're just talking about peace and we're talking about living in peace whenever possible but really understanding what peace is a, a long term and not just giving in to short term uh, avoidances of confrontation. Um, confrontation does not have to be a bad thing. Confrontation can be done in love and it can be a really good thing. Um, but we've got to be willing to tread those waters. Any last thoughts? Um, I'm just thinking that, you know, my own convictions here, um, do I always come into a place thinking peace? (laughs) And I don't, um, just to be frank about it, I I don't come in thinking peace, but it is a conviction that maybe I need to think things through. Instead of walking into a situation with my guard up, maybe thinking peace, thinking, you know, what, what's the situation here? What, what? could I do to bring the kingdom of God to it? Yeah. Well, we pray you've been blessed and just pray that you would be sensitive to the Lord and his leading to bring about peace in the world you live in by speaking the truth. And again, it comes with a cost and it might mean that somebody persecutes you because of it. Um, but, but that's our part. We're, we're called to share it and then others have uh, can choose what to what they do with it. Pray you have a great week in the Lord. Jesus.